Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Zichronot <laughs> Let it 
מחכים, מצפים, מקווים ורוצים שיגיע כבר היום לאותם סיגולה ונראה גאולה ונזכה עוד כל יהודי בתוך ליבו יאמר
A song called Sababa. It's Matt Dubb with a brand new single here at JM the AM. Derek Achim before that with Od Shama. Halavai, that's brand new from Uri Davidi. Avi Peretz, brand new with Lonaf Seek. Machar, brand new from Mordechai Shapiro, who was with us in Houston last week. Did a great job down there at the Baron Academy, the uh, concert that we presented in uh, in the spirit of brotherhood and sisterhood, just to give everybody a breakdown there. Uh, Mordechai was amazing, and that song, of course, was the, uh, I think we could say now, official song of our Jewish Unity Initiative 2017 to Houston. Maslul uh, Mechadash, that's Avremol, brand new, and of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Wednesday and this September the 13th. Why is September 13th such an important day in Jewish history? Anybody know? September the 13th of, I believe it was 1993 was the day of the Oslo Accords signing on the lawn of the uh, White House in Washington. I believe it was September the 13th of 1993. That's how far back it goes. Unbelievable. 22nd day in the month of Elul. Tonight 
is the yard site of those who perished on 9-11, the year 5777 Tufshin Ion Zion. 66 degrees outside with 78% humidity. Winds are west at 3 miles an hour, mostly cloudy with a high of 81. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 70. Tomorrow, cloudy skies, a high temperature, 82 degrees. You shall right now at 93. We're at 66 here in uh, New York City, as we say good morning. At JM in the AM. Well, yesterday was election day in New York, and I, I think the most noteworthy news story was that the local councilwoman here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan won the incumbent, won by 200 votes. I don't think anybody realized how precarious a situation she was in electorally, and it was almost a major upset. So you never know. I guess as we learned uh, in the 2016 November election, you just never know. Don't take anything for granted. And um, and boy, oh boy, another lesson learned yesterday, that's for sure. JM and the AM on a Wednesday morning broadcast. By the way, last night uh, was at a wonderful wedding with the Iron Titlebaum Orchestra at a Terrace of Rum in Brooklyn, New York, and Williamsburg. A special shout-out this morning to Yankee Hirsch. Yankee Hirsch and everybody at Terrace of Rum, uh, based on rumor and based on um, on taste testing, uh, I think we could all agree that you will never have a chopped liver or sautéed liver <laughs> like they serve at Terrace of Rum. So I take this opportunity to wish Yankee Hirsch a very, very good jour. Eksivachsimatova. And... Uh, I know that uh, Aaron and myself and Yisrael Lamb and the entire orchestra always has a a very hospitable visit to our Terrace of Rum on Ross Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It was quite a wedding last night. It was uh, really large and uh, quite celebratory. And Yankee Hirsch took care of everybody. So a very special thank you from all of us here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up. Thanks for keeping it here. Don't forget the uh, candidate on the Republican side for New York City mayor is going to be joining us. Uh, Nicole Maliotakis is going to be uh, is going to be our guest about 8 o'clock this morning, Eastern time, right here at JM in the AM.
The feelings somehow surface time and again. Gratitude for all we have and all we'll ever know. We owe Hashem. How do we express thanks for infinite kindness? Lovey showers never ending on mankind But we can express our love Show what we're thinking of What's on our minds Don't be shy to say the words I love you, Hashem You might feel strange when you first start 
to say it now and then. But as this strength within you grows and that feeling comes again, naturally those words will flow. I love you, Hashem. Stop.
רחמן כמו אבא, שברא את כולם, ותבוא גאולה השלמה. Yaakov Shweki, his Sephardic medley from the Live in Israel album. Before that, you heard Say the Words. It's Ari Goldwag. Ohad, who's coming to New York. Kol Hamoed, getting ready. It's going to be amazing. He is an incredible performer, as everybody knows, and he's in with a wonderful lineup on Monday night, Kol Hamoed. We'll see you there. Make sure to get your tickets. Go to jewishtickets.com and get those tickets. Milech Cohen had Via Hafta. You heard Levi Cohen with Nikudatova. And uh, Matt Dub had Sababa, that single, before that. Wednesday morning on this 13th of September, the 22nd of Elul, 66 degrees, mostly cloudy, and a high of 81. We're in New York City broadcasting around the world, and I thank you so much for tuning in. Big day here. Wednesday's always big, of course, at the Nahum Siegel Network. Yoni Pollock will follow me at 9 a.m. with a uh, brand-new Season 6 edition of Bite Size. Coming up at 11, Avrami hosts the Wednesday Live Lunch. that will go until 1 o'clock. Tonight, Wednesday night... The Hour of Jewish Soul with Charlie Bernhout. Great cantorial selection starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now it's Wednesday night, and we're getting really close to Rosh Hashanah, so you'll want to check that out for sure. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Galit Tzal in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Here at JM in the AM. By the way, um, those of you who've never seen Safam in concert, 
And they're one of those groups that I've always said you got to see them at least once in a live performance. The Atid Society, our friends at uh, the Kushner Schools in Livingston, New Jersey, have put together an event for December the 3rd, which is going to star Safam. So mark your calendars, Sunday night, December 3rd, the Atid Society in Livingston, New Jersey for the Kushner Schools. Uh, it'll be Safam, and it is well worth it. They put on an amazing show, and if you've never seen them live, it is, um, should I say obligatory? <laughs> it is highly suggested you see them live at least once. So make sure to do that when you have a chance. Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President of the OU, will join us in the 8 o'clock hour coming up. Get an update on Houston and Florida, etc. Galit Sal in the background. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Boker Toe from JMN. Galit Sal, Shah Stein, Khan Shibel Karmi Mansour, in Mashakorea Shav. ביטול חוק הגיוס, חבר הכנסת יצחק וקנין מש"ס ממשיך לתקוף את שופטי בג"ץ ואומר בשיחה בגלי צה"ל, מדובר בהחלטה מנותקת וחסרת אחריות. אני חושב שבג"ץ לקח לעצמו דבר שלא היה צריך לקחת אותו, הוא מנותק. תראה, אני לא אדבר... מי מנותק? השופט רובינשטיין מנותק? על מה קרה לכם? הוא מנותק, הוא רוצה למצוא חן בעיני אלה שיושבים לידו. סערה במשרד החוץ. בהנחיה שפרסם לפני יומיים מנכ"ל משרד החוץ יובל רותם, נכתב שבקרוב יבוטל אגף התרבות במשרד, והתחום יוכפף לסמנכ"ל ההסברה. כתבתנו אליל שחר מדווחת לראשונה. אגף התרבות שהיה אגף עצמאי יבוטל, ותחום התרבות יפעל תחת אגף ההסברה. המהלך הפרוצדורלי מעורר חשש שיפגע באומנים שהשקפת עולמם לא עולה בקנה אחד עם מדיניות הממשלה. המורה טלי מזרחי, שהתפטרה מתפקידה אחרי שהוריה התלמידים טענו שהיא שמאלנית מדי כהגדרתה, מזהירה בשיחה עם רינו צרור בגלי צה"ל שלא רחוק היום שעוד מורים יתפטרו בגלל שמופעל עליהם לחץ בשל דעותיהם. שיתפו אותי מהרגע שזה קרה, באמת, במאות מכתבים של צוותי חדרי מורים, מנהלים, מנהלות. ויש חשש מאוד גדול, יש אנשים ומורים ומורות שנמנעים מזה מראש. השליח המיוחד של האו"ם למזרח התיכון, ניקולאי מלנדנוב, נועד בשעה זו עם בכירי חמאס, עם בכירי חמאס. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. מלנדנוב נכנס לרצועה בליווי פמליה מאנשיו בפעם השנייה בתוך פחות משבועיים. זאת אחרי שקיים סדרת מגעים בישראל. על הפרק בשיחותיו היום, ניסיון לקדם הסכמות בין ישראל לחמאס וגורמים נוספים כדי לשפר את מצבה של האוכלוסייה ברצועה. בין השאר, חיפוש פתרון לסוגיית החשמל. התחזית מהיום ועד שבת התקררות. ולסיום, התוכנית שצילם מנחה הטלוויזיה האמריקני קונן אובריין בישראל תשודר בארצות הברית ביום שלישי הבא. בחודש שעבר ביקר אובריין בישראל והספיק להיפגש עם ראש הממשלה נתניהו וגם לבקש מהגברים הנופשים בחוף הים בתל אביב בבגדי ים צמודים לפנות את האזור. Will all Israeli men wearing speedos please leave the area? No one wants to see your junk. כתבנו יואב אונגר מוסר כי נכון לרגע זה התוכנית לא תהיה זמינה לצפייה בערוצי הטלוויזיה הישראליים. ואלה החדשות שעורך איתמר דרוקמן.
rodzą, rodzą hakodoś borchu, rodzą hakodoś borchu, Let's go, 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 let's go
Remember that one? That's Deddy. 12 minutes after the hour. Great song from Deddy's debut album, Going Back. Holy cow, is that 1993? Holy cow, that's unbelievable. Yeah, 1993. Almost 25 years ago. Talk about an oldie but a goodie. Uh, JMNAM Wednesday, thanks for joining us. Nahum Siegel, New York City. Uh, The um, candidate for mayor on the Republican side, Nicole... Molly Otakis is going to join us coming up at 8 o'clock. Check in with Alan Fagan of the OU regarding Atlanta and Houston and Florida, etc. Um, also this hour, Leket Israel will be on our radar as well. Add a little chauffeur blowing coming up after Rabbi Goldwasser. We do that until uh, Erev Rosh Hashanah. want to thank our friends at OnlySimchas.com. OnlySimchas.com continues to demonstrate a Tremendous affinity for great news stories. Yeah, not just Simcha News, although who wants to minimize that? Simcha News is wonderful. But amazing news stories from the uh, Jewish world, utilizing a lot of our content, which I'm really proud of. Thank you, and uh, go to OnlySimchas.com. Go to OnlySimchas.com each and every day to check out what they have to offer. They're offering a great deal, to say the least. And again, I thank them. A reminder that you could sponsor part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast by going to um, fjbunity.org. 
fjbunity.org. You'll see at the top it says sponsorship opportunities. Go to fjbunity.org and uh, and you could also be a supporter of everything we do, from our daily programming to the Jewish Unity Initiative, to all the wonderful things that emanate from this great network. And I thank you in advance. A reminder that our friends at Yad Eliezer in Israel are collecting funds to distribute what is necessary for the needy in Israel before Rosh Hashanah. Yad Eliezer doing a great job in that regard, and uh, we are recommending that everybody go to the Yad Eliezer website. If you go to NahumSiegel.com, go to NahumSiegel.com, scroll to the bottom, and you'll see the Yad Eliezer banner. Click on it and give as generously as possible to support the uh, Anie Eretz Israel, the poor people in Israel who are in need of food and provisions for the upcoming holidays. Yad Eliezer doing a great job. Again, go to NahumSiegel.com, scroll to the bottom. You'll see the Yad Eliezer banner. Give as generously as possible, and we'll speak with the folks from Yad Eliezer at some point in the next couple of days. We get closer and closer to Rosh Hashanah. You know, the brand new year starts a week from tonight. Hard to believe, right? Brand new year starts a week from tonight. Really is hard to believe. Uh, this is the brand new selection. This is the brand new selection that uh, was posted as a video the other day. Shlomo Simcha, Tata Oi. Tatanyu. It was act, the video was actually recorded here in the Bialystoker Shul on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Shlomo Simcha, brand new single. You're listening to JM in the AM. And I'm not sure why we're having trouble with this brand new single from Shlomo Simcha, but in fact we are. Um, we'll give it one more try, won't we? Shlomo Simcha, <laughs> brand new single. You're listening to JM in the AM.
אני עוצר עכשיו לחשוב כמה פעמים אמרתי תודה בחסדך אתה ליווית אותי גם כשהכל היה חשוך ונורא לא התייאשתי וידעתי שיש לי תמיד על מי לסמוך והתפללתי והאמנתי שגם אם יצולות אותי תמשוך 
Amram Adar, brand new, Ain Od Milvado, here at JM in the AM. Uh, Tata, the uh, selection from Shlomo Simcha with the video that was done here at the Bialystoker Shul in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. That was brand new, of course, for this Rosh Hashanah. As we get closer and closer to Slichas for the Ashkenazi community, our Sephardic friends have been slaying Slichas for a while. That we know. Getting up early and, uh, and saying Slichas. J.M. in the AM, we'll um, uh, present her by Goldwasser, of course, with morning chizuk, a little chauffeur blowing coming up, and plenty more if you keep it right here at J.M. in the AM. First, though, it's Avi Peretz. Shem, 
Great tune. Avi Peretz, brand new. It's JM in the AM. Yerushalayim Harim Savivla. Uh, thanks for tuning in. It's Wednesday morning, 66 degrees, mostly cloudy, a high temperature of 81. Yerushalayim is at 93. They're in the middle of a heat wave in Israel. Oh, by the way, uh, to listener Adam, who says we're loud and clear in Jerusalem. Thank you, listener Adam, for tuning in. That's much appreciated. Listener Yitzchak says, good morning. Thank you. This is all from the app. Listener Sam Bokertov, dearest Nachum. Beautiful music, please. A shout-out to our team leader, Yiddy, for the Danishes and coffee. God bless. Yiddy, nice job. And JM from Teaneck asks, what's with Tel Aviv? <laughs> not sure what that means, but JM from Teaneck. Sometimes you're not quite sure what JM from Teaneck means on the app, but we say that with the greatest of reverence. That is for sure. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing with our series on Elul. It says in the Slichos, As the day of rest departs, we come before you, first of all. What is the meaning of these words, When we come to Shol Tadav and Slichos, we are gathering to pour our hearts out in Tfilas Vesachnunim, prayer and supplication. We pray before our merciful Father, and we ask to be written in the Sefer HaChaim for a year of Yeshua, for a year of Nechama, blessing and success. What is the reason for this custom of arising in the middle of the night to say Slichos? We receive this tradition from Dovid HaMelech. Dovid HaMelech said, I will arise at midnight to give thanks to you for your righteous judgment. This implies that when the time comes for righteous judgment, I will arise in the middle of the night. The Simchasigoyen explains that the way of the world is that when a person wants to rent a house to his friend, he writes a lease in which he stipulates that one month before the lease expires, the renter must inform him whether he wishes to renew the lease for the next year. In some places, it's customary to pay up any outstanding rent of the previous year, as well as an advance payment, for the first month of the new lease. However, there are people who, since they are so busy, they forget the stipulation in the lease. They don't notify the landlord until the very last week of the year. That last Shabbos, when the person sitting at his Shabbos table, relaxing in comfort, he remembers that it's almost the end of the year, and he still hasn't told the landlord that he wants to stay. Therefore, on Motsoy Yom he runs with all of his strength to the landlord. We can well apply this story to ourselves. Every year, Hashem gives us a lease. But one month before the year is up, we need to come and ask Hashem to renew our lease. In fact, there are those that begin slichos from the start of Elul. However, because we're busy, we forget the stipulation. We have forgotten to appear before the landlord to state our request. On Shabbos, when we relax in comfort, we remember 
that we still didn't tell the Balabais that we request another year of bracha, of great blessing and success. What do we do? On Motsoi Shabbos, Saturday night, we run to plead with and to supplicate the Master of the World to renew our lease for the coming year. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
JM in the AM with Derek Achim. Pia Sesna Nigun. Wednesday morning, it's JM in the AM. Good time for our Elul chauffeur blowing.
Brand new Uri Davidi here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning broadcast. Dina Fiedler is with us live via telephone. She's director of PR and resource development for Leket Israel. Leket Israel should be very familiar to JM in the AM and Nahum Segal Network listeners. It's one of those uh, unique stock codes, one of those unique uh, charities and organizations in Israel that uh, we're always featuring here on the air and encouraging people around the world to support. Dina Fiedler, Leket Israel, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you, and thank you for having me on this morning. A pleasure. It's, uh, I would think, I mean, we know that, and we'll describe in a minute for those who are not familiar what Leket does, but I would assume that before Rosh Hashanah, before Sukkot, it's busier than usual. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, in short, what Leket does is we find sources of surplus food, whether in agriculture, fruits and vegetables, hot meals, from hotels, army bases, corporate cafeterias, and we look to move that food to people in need. We, we distribute it to 200 nonprofits all across the country, and what we hear from the partner agencies is that before the holidays, especially before Rosh Hashanah, they get many, many more requests, let's say, than the usual um, clientele that's coming to them. So we try to move even more food before the holidays so more people can uh, celebrate with their families with good quality food. It is a pretty remarkable system, frankly. It's been around how long? Uh, more than 14 years. Pretty incredible. And uh, <laughs> and people wonder, uh, you know, what, what would happen to these um, to these to these food items and food sources if not for Leket? And there is a simple answer to that, right? Correct. That food would just go to waste. Correct. Be destroyed. Ends up in landfills. And, and not be a source for anyone and, and actually just be harmful for the environment. And uh, so it's a win-win all around. It's now, it's let's, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yes, yeah, I say, you know, Leket Israel is a, a simple concept. And, and what makes it complex is logistics because we know how to move fresh food, I would say, better than any other organization uh, worldwide um, because of the quantities that we're moving uh, from point A to point B. In the year 2017, which is now eight and a half months old, how much produce would you say Leket Israel has rescued? Okay, so we've rescued to date 12,000 tons of fruits and vegetables, which is uh, 500 more tons than last year at this time. So I'm hoping we're going to reach our goal. Our goal for the uh, end of 2017 was to get between 14 and 15,000 tons, and I think we're... Uh, we're on the way. Pretty amazing. Dina Fiedler is with us. Leket Israel. Now, um, we'll get at what, what is the website for people who have to tune out and they want to contribute and be part of this? What's the website first? Okay. www.leket.org. All right. Leket.org. Leket.org. L-E-K-E-T gives you an opportunity to support an amazing cause in Israel. All right. Let's talk about Chol Hamoet Sunday. You know, we have a lot of listeners, a lot of people in this audience who are, thank God, going to be converging on the Holy Land for the holiday of Sukkot. Uh, Sunday is the first, we'll call it, full day of Cholomoid. Uh, whether people are uh, observing Yontav on Friday or not, The you know Sunday would be the first day where people can relax and really get out there and uh, not have time pressure. You have designated Sunday, October the 8th, Sunday of Cholomoid Sukkot, as Sukkot Family Picking Day. How does that work? Correct. So basically, we invite all your listeners or if you're not coming yourself, if you have family, friends, colleagues that you know are coming to spend Sukkot in Israel, 
we, we invite you to join us in the field. It's a wonderful day. You'll be out there picking side by side with people from all over the world, and everything that's picked that day will, will go to people in need. Um, to, to find out more information about that day and to register, all you have to do is send an email to Varda at Leckett.org. V-A-R-D-A at Leckett.org. And we should point out, this is not your regular, uh, let's, let's um, find a way to spend some time cholamoid activity. This is really productive. It's not a quote-unquote, and I don't want to put down any of the other attractions around Israel. They're wonderful attractions. But this is not your normal tourist attraction. This is literally, you get a chance to get to work, and that produce, that food's going to be used. It's a very unique and meaningful activity. And for people who have been to Israel before and have done a lot of, let's call it the typical sightseeing, or if you haven't done the typical sightseeing, I recommend you put it on your itinerary. All right. So that's uh, we'll be out in a field in central Israel from 10 to 2, but you must pre-register. All right. So send us a mail. Varda, V-A-R-D-A at Leket.org, V-A-R-D-A at Leket.org. And again, that's Sunday of Chol Hamoid in Israel. And uh, for uh, information about the supporting Leket, uh, go to the website at Leket.org. Tell me about the uh, hot meal rescue. It's not only produce you're known for. You've expanded over the last few months and years, Correct. right? Correct. Um, when Joseph Gittler, the founder, uh, started the organization, it started with a rescue of cooked meals, very small scale, you know, leftovers from bar, bat mitzvahs, weddings, event halls, that kind of thing. And now I would say our biggest food donor has actually become the IDF. There's a lot of surplus meals every day on Army bases. Leckett is proud to say we're working with 50 bases now every day, and that number is growing. And in addition to that, we're working with all the leading hotel chains. So for everyone coming to visit Israel, staying in a Fatal or Israel or Hilton hotel, you should feel good knowing that a lot of that excess food is getting to Leket and then getting to people who need it. That's unbelievable. So. Literally hot prepared food. Correct. Pretty Correct. amazing. And we're working in hotels in Eilat, the Dead Sea, Tel Aviv, Herzliya, Jerusalem, all the, all the uh, right places. All right, Leckett's doing an amazing job. We continue to recommend them, everybody. And this time of year, as you heard Dina mention, is really important before Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot uh, to donate, to be part of the team, to go ahead and support and to research the work of Leckett. Go to the website, leket.org, L-E-K-E-T.org. If you're in Israel for Sukkot, if you're in Israel for Sukkot, Sunday, October 8th, first full day of Cholamoid, first full activity day of Cholamoid, you have an opportunity to participate in the Leket. Sukkot Family Picking Day. A lot of our listeners have done it in the past. You get a chance to do it. All you got to do is register by emailing Varda. The address is Varda, V-A-R-D-A, at Leckett.org, V-A-R-D-A, at Leckett.org. Dina Fiedler, anything you'd like to add? Last thing I, w- I just want to say, if you support Leckett, it's a really good return on your investment <laughs> because for every dollar you donate to the organization, we rescue two hot meals. So just uh, multiples of that, and, and, and you can really make a big difference. Tremendous value, to say the least. Thank you, Dina. Have a wonderful, happy, oh, healthy, you. sweet New thank Year. Thank you. Thank you. Shana Tova, Thank you. Shana Tova. Dina care. Fiedler from Leket. Again, it's leket.org. Email varda at leket.org for information about the Sukkot family picking day. Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President, Orthodox Union, joins us next an update on Atlanta, Houston, Florida, etc. coming up right here at JM in the AM.
And I've got to apologize to Alan because we're our drop-behind schedule. He is, in fact, the executive vice president of the OU, our amazing, uh, I, I would say partner, but more accurately, our amazing presenting sponsor of the Jewish Unity Initiative, Houston 2017 edition. Alan Fagan, I thank you for your patience. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. Good morning. Uh, first of all, thank you. Uh, you gave us an amazing opportunity. The whole world seems to know about it because wherever I go, people are discussing it. Uh, you basically sent us to Houston, and believe you me, uh, we don't take this responsibility lightly. Uh, we went down, put a smile on a lot of faces. Was able, we were able to report to the world about how an incredible American Jewish community and other communities around the world, but specifically the American Jewish community, has responded to the crisis down there. So I thank you for all of that. And you must be impressed. You must be impressed that it looks like the American Jewish community around the entire country really came through with flying colors this time. I think that's absolutely right. Look, first, uh, the, the thanks go to you and, uh, and your team. Uh, it was a spectacular event, incredibly well received uh, by the community. It, 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 was, it was a shot in the arm that they really needed. Uh, they thank needed you. to smile. They needed to laugh. They needed to hear singing and music and energy, uh, and that's exactly what you brought to them, and uh, they responded in kind. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Dallas, Florida, Chicago, New York, Baltimore, L.A., uh, uh, Arizona. I mean, it's I'm unfair not naming all the other places. It's incredible, the response from around the country. Achtos Israel is an amazing thing. Uh, I... I, I I, I wish that we could find the formula to convert that kind of energy uh, across the board, and not just in times of uh, trouble and catastrophic uh, damage, but the response uh, across the country has been incredible. I'll, I'll just give you a small uh, example. Sure. Last night I was looking at the returns from uh, uh, our fundraising efforts from Houston, uh, and the statistic that really jumped out at me uh, was that we had contributors from 44 states, five Canadian provinces, uh, and Israel. Uh, if 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 that's not the unity of the Jewish people, I don't know what is. <laughs> it's a great example. Alan Fagan is with us via telephone, and I must tell you, uh, to an observer who's there, it is obvious that the majority, if not all, of the funds are being utilized in such a responsible manner. I'm sure you've been informed just how organized the leadership of the Houston community is. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it's incredible. And, and uh, look, the important thing uh, for us is that there be absolute transparency uh, in this process. Uh, and we have said, uh, and it is absolutely true, every penny... Uh, that we are collecting is going directly to the Houston community. All of the employees here at the OU uh, have been taken off of their regular assignments wow. uh, to work on uh, full-time relief efforts, on uh, maintaining the website, and so on. Those costs are being fully covered uh, from uh, uh, normal OU overhead so that every penny that we collect, every penny, uh, will find its way directly to Houston. Uh, and secondly, enormously important to us, that decisions about how those funds will be spent are going to be made primarily by the Houston community. Uh, just the other day, we had a conference call with the local rabbis uh, in the Houston community, uh, and we asked them to designate 
a community, a, a, a group of local community uh, uh, leaders uh, to serve as the distribution mechanism. Uh, we'll have two or three people from the OU and the RCA there to provide guidance uh, and support, but the decisions will be made uh, by the local community so that they can direct the funds to where they are most needed. Phenomenal. Uh, the OU, I mean, we've pointed out other organizations as well, but the OU has been incredible with the Disaster Relief Fund, and those details, of course, are certainly welcome details. Alan Fagan is with us, Executive Vice President of the OU. Um, all right, I'll ask you what everyone's asking us. Atlanta, Florida, I mean, what could you tell us? Is the OU involved in a disaster relief fund? Is it necessary? What have you been told about the southeastern portion of the United States? Well, let me, let me, let me give you a couple of, uh, of updates. Um, at Atlanta, as you know, uh, has been a remarkable host community yep. uh, to thousands of evacuees from South Florida. Uh, they themselves lost power at the sort of the tail end of the storm. Uh, as of late last night, uh, the report is uh, that power has been restored in Atlanta. Uh, the Shules have power back. Most of the community has power back. Uh, there are still several hundred evacuees that remain in Atlanta. As best as we can tell, uh, most of them uh, are looking to return to their homes in Florida over the next day or two. Right. I think they want to leave to see if they can get back right. uh, for Shabbat uh, and be back in Florida. But we, we all really need to give our collective thanks uh, to the remarkable community of Atlanta uh, that opened its homes, uh, opened its doors, provided food and shelter uh, and a safe place uh, 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 for uh, so many of the evacuees uh, from Florida, but thank God they they now seem to have electricity back and no and no major damage to their community. Thank God and no major damage. Uh, what we're hearing from the Florida community can probably be summed up in one word, uh, and that's electricity, mm. uh, which is the the real uh, 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 primary issue at the moment which is making an assessment of other damage uh, very, very difficult. Uh, large parts of the community uh, are still without electricity. Uh, Skylake has no electricity. This is as of late last night. Delray still has no electricity back. Boynton Beach has no electricity back. Uh, Boca has uh, uh, electricity in portions of the community. Uh, the Boca Raton Synagogue, the main uh, the main shul, Ephraim Goldberg's uh, shul in Boca, uh, has had electricity uh, restored, yeah. and it's coming back slowly to the balance of the community. Uh, Hollywood has electricity restored in most of the community. Pieces of North Miami Beach have uh, electricity back. Pieces of Miami Beach have electricity back, but not the entire community. Uh, in terms of the rest of the southeast, uh, we have good reports uh, from Charleston. Uh, the shuls were not damaged. Uh, there is uh, some slight uh, uh, storm damage, but uh, by and large, uh, the community seems to be doing fine. The electricity is back. Um, so we're, we're, what we're really uh, uh, in at the moment is sort of a holding pattern, right. waiting to see how quickly electricity is going to be restored to most of the South Florida communities, I think that's going to be the real test. So, if power would come back, you know, today, for instance, if power would come back, uh, the 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 majority of the communities in Southeast Florida would have a normal Rosh Hashanah. 
Uh, yeah, normal in quotes. Right. Uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously there has been <laughs> right. uh, uh, a lot of trees uh, down, e- and things extensive like that. outdoor damage. Right. A lot of trees down uh, all over, uh, and all of the damage that goes uh, with that. So, air conditioning units that sit outside of homes, fences, mailboxes, and so on. Uh, thank God, uh, there seems to be relatively limited uh, damage uh, to homes. Relatively limited. Uh, flooding. Jacksonville was hit very hard, yeah. but in the downtown area, not uh, in the area where the Jewish community is. Ah, uh, so we're, the, the, the preliminary reports that we're getting is that there has not yet been uh, um, uh, an enormous amount uh, of uh, what we would consider the kind of severe property damage that took place uh, in Houston. But we're carefully monitoring the situation. Our real concern at the moment is to focus uh, uh, together with the community on whether they're going to have power back uh, for the Yomim No Rhyme. Uh, that's really the key. And, and so we've been doing some advanced planning with them in case the power doesn't come back about the possible relocation of people uh, to areas where they'll be able to have a, a, a quiet and comfortable and meaningful uh, yuntif. Our hope is that the power will be back, uh, that the priority will be given to uh, the institutions and, uh, uh, and to shuls uh, so that they'll have the power back. Uh, and we're, uh, uh, we're starting to see some, uh, some early signs of that, but we're going to monitor that very closely over the next day or two. Alan Fagan with us. Alan, for our listeners uh, in New York, uh, in the country and around the world, uh, the Disaster Relief Fund, does it stay active? Does uh, Florida benefit from it? How are things going to work now at OU.org when people log on? The, the only collections that we've made uh, so far with respect to Florida uh, were for the Atlanta community uh. to be able to feed the evacuees. We have not yet made a decision uh, about whether to uh, uh, put up a site for a Florida relief fund as such. Uh, I do want to say that we are working uh, together uh, in a really historic uh, show of communal u- unity together with the Rabbinical Council of America, with Agudath Israel, uh, with Achiezer, wow. with Ohel, wow. uh, and various organ- other organizations that have all come together uh, to, to try to make a determination about this over the next couple of days. And, and we're sort of walking a tightrope. We, 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 we don't want to tax uh, communal resources uh, if the damage has, in fact, been reasonably limited and covered by insurance. On the other hand, we want to do everything that we can possibly do uh, to help the Florida community. So we've, we've, we've basically said, let's, let's give this a couple of days so that we can do an accurate assessment uh, uh, before we make a determination about that. Our focus is to be sure in the, in the very, very short run that the community has the supplies that it needs, the food that it needs, and that we're at least doing some advanced planning about the Yomim Tovim so that in the event that the electricity doesn't come back and people need to go somewhere safe and comfortable uh, uh, to be able to enjoy uh, the Yomim Tovim, that we'll be in a position to be able to do that. So we've, we've, we've sent a letter out to the communities uh, and said, we'll, we'll be back to you in a day or two when we can accurately assess the damage. Uh, all right, uh, and obviously at OU.org, there's so many funds needed in Houston that uh, that fund continues to remain active. People can go to OU.org. 
on the homepage and uh, continue to give. Believe me, the funds there are very, very necessary. That we know firsthand. Alan Fagan, I uh, take this opportunity. We may have a chance again, but just in case not, to wish you a happy, healthy, sweet new year. Again, a big thank you for uh, uh, allowing us and helping us get down to Houston and uh, and doing something for us that was historic and uh, something that I think, uh, as we said earlier, brought a big smile and a little bit of relief to the community down there. And people should continue over the next few weeks to uh, focus on what's happening uh, with our brothers and sisters who are in these difficult circumstances. Thank you, uh, Nochamor. The the uh, uh, the concert that you put on uh, there was such an incredible shot in the arm uh, for the community, and I would just say that you know as we've all in our minds and hearts pivoted slightly toward the southeast of the United States and, and focused on what we had thought was going to be another catastrophe in Florida. Thank God it has not turned out right. uh, to be anywhere near the kind of damage that we expected. Uh, we all should keep the Houston community at the forefront of our thinking. They have really suffered uh, absolutely catastrophic damage, tens of millions of dollars uh, just in the Jewish community alone uh, of, of, of losses. Those losses will continue to mount uh, as, as people need to find temporary shelter, uh, maybe losing substantial amounts of time uh, from, from work uh, in the rebuilding efforts. Uh, our site is still up, HoustonRelief at OU.org, HoustonRelief at OU.org. Uh, and and our, our thanks to you and your entire team for, for getting down to Houston so quickly, for bringing some joy to the community, uh, and for your really uh, incredible efforts. Uh, I just want to wish you, Nachum, and your entire team and your entire audience, Ksiva Tova. Uh, we all hope and pray that uh, this year will be free of uh, any kind of uh, uh, a catastrophe and, and damage. Uh, and Claudius uh, uh, Yisrael will see a year of safety and peace and good health and happiness. Amen. Thank you, Alan and Kolakavod. Thank you so much. Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President of the OU. Very important update regarding uh, Atlanta, Houston, Florida, etc. A very patient, and we thank her, a very patient Nicole Maliotakis coming up in 30 seconds if you keep it here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning broadcast, it's JM in the AM. We do thank her. Very patient and uh, have not met her yet, but seems like a, a really wonderful person. Nicole uh, Maliotakis is the Republican candidate for mayor of New York City. She is the person with the best chance in New York City uh, to take over uh, in January from the current mayor, uh, Bill de Blasio, here in New York. Uh, Nicole Maliotakis, welcome to JM in the AM. Oh, great to be with you. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate you joining us. All right, why do you want to be mayor of New York? Well, you know, the bottom line is the, the city that never sleeps needs a mayor who can stay awake, who can <laughs> tackle the problems that we've been plagued with over the last three and a half years. And we know, and, and this is not Nicole saying it, this is what 
people out there experiencing and feeling every single day, and they're and they're expressing their frustration with me. Quality of life has deteriorated. We're spending fifteen billion dollars more than we did under Michael Bloomberg, and yet things have gotten worse. We have a transit crisis and a mayor who refuses to work with the governor to address it. We have a homeless crisis that is epic. This past year, 39% increase in uh, street population. And we have uh, uh, there's countless issues such as uh, sex crimes that have gone up significantly, 25% increase in felony sex crimes over the last three and a half years. And the bottom line is we have a mayor who is not serious about doing the job. He has an I don't care attitude. I've put forward uh, multiple plans, which people can read on my website at NicoleForMayor2017.com, to deal with the homeless crisis, to deal with mentally ill, uh, to deal with education. We're going to be rolling out more proposals between now and November 7th. Uh, my family and I, frankly, think you are in, uh, an unbelievable candidate. And um, and you present these issues so well. Love what you did with the uh, spotlight on the transit problems. Just loved it. Um, it. I think the homelessness issue is emblematic of what's going on in New York City. Uh, you characterize it as a you know I don't care or you know he he doesn't give uh, enough attention to it. Uh, but it's gotten so out of hand. It's so obvious to anybody, both resident and tourist, who's in the city. Uh, I just, I, it's hard for me to believe that he has not led on this issue, which is so blatant to everybody. Uh, what are some of the things that you think can be implemented on an almost immediate basis in regard to the homelessness problem? Well, I think the, the problem is, is really exacerbated uh, because uh, we're not being proactive about transitioning people out of the shelter system. Mm. Uh, we have put someone in charge uh, who had historically sued the city um, and has basically undone almost every reform that was put in place by Rudy Giuliani or Michael Bloomberg. Right. And so what we see now is a system in which they're very lax about it, they're very passive, they're not looking to transition people um, into either supportive housing or helping them uh, achieve vocational training opportunities, which there is a waiting list, according to individuals that I know that have contracts with the city dealing with this. Um, there's people that want to have a better opportunity, they're not helping them achieve that. They're not addressing the underlying issues either of substance abuse or mental illness. One of the biggest issues is that we have uh, many people who are not only homeless but are mentally ill. And we're reading about it in the paper all the time. We had a police officer who was assassinated um, by somebody who was schizophrenic. We had an EMT in the Bronx who was run over and killed by someone who was also had psychiatric issues. Uh, I've said that we need to utilize Kendra's law more to mandate outpatient treatment, and we need to work with the governor on a New York, New York 4, which has been very successful. It's an agreement that's put forward by the governor and the mayor uh, previously has shown that not only does it t- save, t- it's not only the most, the humane thing to do for these individuals to get them help and help them transition into a good quality of life, be able to support themselves and their families, but it also saves money in the long run. And so we need to be focusing on that. But because we have a mayor who cannot work with the governor, um, that's a problem. And the people of New York City suffer as a result. We need to be also more proactive about the outreach. Um, You know, we need to engage these individuals to find out what the underlying issue is and help them resolve it. Because what we see is that Homeless individuals, individuals who are mentally ill, are going through the criminal system uh, through Rikers Island. They have 30, 40, 50, sometimes 60 arrests, 
and they're not getting treated for their underlying issue, and they continue to remain a threat to themselves and the public, as we're learning with various splashings on the subway, a mace being sprayed on a tourist, uh, uh, people being stabbed with scissors outside Salvation Army. These are all incidents of that. I've put forward, actually, uh, a, a plans to deal with both homelessness and mentally ill, which people can find on my website, NicoleForMayor2017.com. They can read in more detail. Nicole Maliotakis with us, Republican candidate for New York City mayor. Um, the election in November, of course. Uh, there are people who are suggesting privatizing the transit system. What do you think of that suggestion? Well, I don't know about privatizing it because it may end up being um, more expensive. Uh, however, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I do believe there are various changes that can be made. Uh, you know, first of all, we need to be moving towards a communication-based signal system. That's really the main reason why we have seventy thousand delays a month. And unfortunately, politicians in the past. Um, have always wanted to use money to gain uh, the immediate political benefit. You know, they didn't want to invest money if the mayor a decade from now was going to get credit for it. And that was the wrong approach. We never planned properly for population growth, for economic growth. And so we need to work with the governor to come up with a dedicated revenue stream. Uh, I've pointed out that not only are we sitting in reserves right now um, in in the city because of how well Wall Street is doing, uh, but what we have said is that even uh, the uncollected fines that are total over a billion dollars in environmental control board fines, that money could even be used towards the immediate fix and then meeting the governor halfway as he has requested, which our mayor refuses to do. Um, and then we have to come up with a more dedicated revenue stream. We cannot no longer require the MTA to rely on a tremendous amount of debt because that's why we are seeing toll, the toll and fare burdens increasing on our constituents every other year. So that, to me, is not a, a reasonable option. Debt, I mean, of course, you always have to have a little bit of, of it, right. uh, but you can't be focused on uh, entirely funding um, your capital plan on debt. So I think one of the biggest issues we can do in shaking up um, the, the MTA, and, and the mayor should be doing this with four appointees on the board, and certainly my appointees will be doing this, is uh, – Holding them accountable for these mega projects like the Long Island East Side Access Tunnel, which is $6 billion over budget and 10 years over schedule, and saying, hey, you know, why are we, where's this money going? Why is it $6 billion over budget? No corporation could deal with a project that's $6 billion over budget. Why is it acceptable when it comes to government? And I feel that the MTA board members appointed by Mayor de Blasio have been very lax on this issue. They, they've, they aren't asking the tough questions about not only the spending at the MTA, but they're not fighting enough for the people of the city and making sure that the subway system and the upgrades needed are included in the capital plan. You're an assemblywoman, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, east shore of Staten Island, as described by your biography. Um, you must be familiar with the vibrancy of New York's Jewish community and how we share so many of the values that you've been speaking about during this campaign. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, look, uh, my district actually is uh, a little microcosm of New York City. Uh, we have every ethnic group, every religion, every race represented. Uh, you you can go anywhere in my district. Uh, you can eat anywhere in the world, I should say, in my district that's only 11 miles long. <laughs> um, so that's how uh, multi-ethnic my district is. Uh, what I will say is, as I speak to the Jewish community here in New York, uh, they have a lot of concerns uh, with the process of government. I know that uh, building yeshivas is an issue, that it's taking way too long and it can't keep up with the population growth because the permitting process and the placement is, is taking too long because of government bureaucracy that needs to be streamlined. 
There's also the issue of security in their schools. Right. They want to be reimbursed for the security that they're allowed to have now, and it, the city is taking way too long to be to do that. That's another major issue. Um, but I think overall, the Jewish community, like every other community, is really concerned about the quality of life. The idea that the mayor is given the green light to publicly urinate in our street, to litter in the street, um, that that he's, he's that people can sleep wherever they want. Squeegee, squeegee, the squeegee people are back. I don't know if you know that, but if you're a, a driver, people have noticed that the squeegees are back. The sque- the, yeah, the squeegee people are back. And, uh, you know, if you walk uh, certain places in the city, you can see... A, panha- a panhandler, somebody publicly urinating, and a squeegee yep. person all within a five-block radius. Correct. And so it's a, it's a great concern, and it just shows that we are declining, not improving. And, and on top of that, uh, you know, this is a mayor who promised to close a gap in the Tale of Two Cities to lift people out of poverty. And the Tale of Two Cities is wider than ever. I mean, you, you see that um, the mayor has a cushy relationship with his friends and donors. They're benefiting in this administration, while the rest of the people in New York City continue to suffer because uh, New York City has become increasingly unaffordable. And I think that's the result of the policies that are coming out of City Hall. I mean, property tax levy has gone up 28 percent. Water bills have gone up double digit. Uh, th- these are all costs that are passed on uh, to, to either property owners or, or to the renters at the end of the day. And, and that is something that needs to end. There needs to be some type of control. So as I said earlier, we're spending $15 billion more, which is why you saw a 28% increase in the property tax levy um, to pay for that. Yet we're not getting results. Things have actually declined. So that just tells you that Bill de Blasio is a bad manager. <laughs> Nicole Maliotakis, Republican candidate for New York City mayor. By the way, Nicole, I'm sure people, uh, some people, uh, point out to you what the polls are saying right now. I will point two things out to you. One is obvious that uh, we saw what happened in November in a presidential race where the polls, you know, indicated you know certain information. But are you aware of the fact? Here's the second piece I'll share with you. Are you aware of the fact of what happened here in District One yesterday? The incumbent for city council, who was a strong incumbent, frankly, won by only 200 votes. Uh, no, I wasn't aware. I didn't get to take a look at the local races yet. What I Margaret, tell you Margaret is- Chin won by 200 votes yesterday. She was, she was almost ousted, and we're talking about a really strong incumbent, as you know. Mm-hmm. Well, what we do know is that only 11%, roughly, of the registered Democrats in our city came out to cast a vote for Bill de Blasio yesterday, which shows you that even Democrats are disenchanted. They didn't even bother to come out uh, to vote for him because they feel that um, he, he's part of the problem. And uh, the fact that his base isn't energized means uh, is very good for me. Um, and I really look forward to going to November. Our polls indicate that we're doing extremely well. The race is tightening up. Uh, we have a matching funds deadline on Monday, which is critical. And so if any of your listeners want to help us meet that goal to require Bill de Blasio to debate me twice, they can visit my website, NicoleForMayor2017.com. And all, all help is, we, this has to be an all-hands-on-deck approach to winning this election. We all need to start rowing in the same direction, and we can defeat Bill de Blasio. I uh, really look forward to meeting you. It's becoming more and more obvious to us here as we hear you speak and, uh, and see you on TV, etc., why you were the choice of the Republican Party. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's really a pleasure uh, hearing you speak about the issues, and it's greatly appreciated. Thanks so much for your patience, and thank you so much for joining us here today. And, and a happy, healthy, and sweet New Year to you. 
Oh, same to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I hope to come on again. Thank you, Nicole. Good luck. Wednesday morning broadcast. More coming up at JM in the AM. Nicole Maliotakis, Republican candidate for New York City Mayor. Thank her very much for her time this morning. Very generous with it. 20 minutes after 8 o'clock. More coming up at JM in the AM.
חייב עבר, עוד לא קרה שיום חזר, מה שהיה, היה ונגמר, מה שיהיה זה כל מה שנשאר, מה שהיה אתה מנשלם, אתה כבר לא הולך לשם, מה שהיה, היה ונזכר, מה שפתוח זה רק הייתי נותן לך חיבור גדול, אם זה היה אפשר. הייתי מאושר, 
J.M. and the A.M. It's brand new from uh, Avremo, Avram Fried, who's going to be joining us Tuesday, by the way. Avremo is in studio Tuesday here at J.M. and the A.M. It's a big uh, Facebook Live day for us, no doubt. Avremo here at J.M. and the A.M. Uh, Mordechai Shapiro had Machar, the official selection of the uh, Jewish Unity Initiative uh, journey to uh, Houston. My thanks again to Alan Fagan and everybody at the OU. 
Lady Cohn before that with Matana. Wednesday morning, 66 degrees, mostly cloudy and a high temperature of 81. Good morning, all. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, Ohad, Itzik Dadya, the Kinderlach, Uziat Sadok have all been announced for the Monday Night Cholomoid show at the Millennium Theater in Brooklyn, New York. Monday Night Cholomoid, Millennium Theater in Brooklyn, Brighton Beach Avenue. Presentation of uh, FDD, David Fadida Productions, and uh, Aaron Teitelbaum. It's going to be quite an event. Get your tickets now. Go to jewishtickets.com, jewishtickets.com. Get your tickets now, I'm telling you. This is going to be a big show and a very exciting one. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. A special hello, l- listener Yaichi. Listener Yaichi, who I assume is visiting Jewel Osco today in Chicago. <laughs> Um, we give him a special greeting and Schwiger has said on the app, special thank you to the OU and Alan Fagan for all the assistance and information on the help that's coming our way. Schwiger's normally in Florida. I think today she's still in Atlanta. And speaking of Schwiger, I have a, um, happy birthday wish. Very special greetings going out to our number one daughter, Shoshana Gifter of Staten Island, who amidst all the hurricane preparations celebrated a birthday last week. Shoshana, your accomplishments never cease to amaze us. To say that we are very so very proud of you seems inadequate, but we are all that and so much more. Thank you for all the nachas that you, together with Yaakov and your beautiful family, continue to give us from the day you were born right up to this very minute. You're the proverbial gift that keeps on giving. Wishing you a wonderful year ahead and many, many more happy birthdays and good health till 120 with much love with much love from Ima and Abba coming to you from the amazing community of Atlanta, Georgia. We know them, of course, as Sina and Ira normally in Florida. <laughs> Happy birthday from all of us here at JM in the AM. Wednesday morning broadcast. Speaking of Oad, here he is at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Simcha Liner off of his volume number two with uh, Ba'ata Maram. Ohad before that with Lamelech. Go to jewishtickets.com. Get your Ohad tickets from Monday Night Cholomoid. Jewishtickets.com. Ohad tickets Monday Night Cholomoid. I'll tell you one thing. Ohad's going to leave it all on stage. <laughs> I've been with him. I've been with him Cholomoid before. He, he gives a performance that you will never, ever forget. Ever. Literally leaves it all on stage. So um, make sure to be there uh, Monday night, Cholomoid Millennium Theater in Brooklyn, New York. I want to thank those who are commenting on the app. Listener Yitzchak thanks us for the liner song. Uh, he says, missed you guys this past Sunday at Jewel Osco in uh, Chicago. Come next year. Yeah, believe you me. Believe you me, we missed you as well. I was telling the staff on uh, Sunday that we were in Chicago a year before, a year ago. 
Uh, Yitzchak in San Antonio, good morning to you. Spread the word in Texas that we are uh, a vibrant, wonderful, and incredible network. Speaking of network, coming up on the network right after JM and the AM, Yoni Pollock with a brand new edition of Bite Size. A motivational video leading up to Rosh Hashanah is going to be played audio form on Bite Size today. Pay careful attention between 9 and 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Wednesday Live Lunch, Avrami's hosting the Wednesday Live Lunch, 11 until 1 Eastern Time. Thank you, Avrami. I want to thank Nicole Maliotakis, Republican candidate for New York City mayor, who joined us earlier. Much appreciated. Don't forget, Yada Liezer continues to collect money for Anie Eretz Israel, the poor people in Israel. Yada Liezer continues to collect money right now. Uh, if you go to NahumSiegel.com and scroll to the bottom of the uh, homepage, NahumSiegel.com, scroll to the bottom, you'll see the Yada Liezer banner. Click on it and give generously. Yada Liezer banner at the bottom of NahumSiegel.com. Want to thank our friends at OnlySimchas.com. OnlySimchas.com continues to utilize a whole bunch of our content and their amazing news stories. Check it out. Not just Simcha News. The Simcha News is great. They have a lot of other great news from the Jewish world as well. Go to OnlySimchas.com every single day. OnlySimchas.com. And remember, if you want to sponsor part or all of a JMNAM broadcast, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and you can uh, uh, sponsor all or part of our JMNAM broadcast, including our Elul Shofar blowing, morning chizuk, etc., etc. In memory of someone, in honor of someone, for a Fushlema for somebody, all the details at fjbunity.org, just click on sponsorship opportunities. Want to wish a mazel tov to Nechama Shaychit and uh, Binyamin Wach. Uh, Binyamin Wach, the Wach family that we know really, really well down in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, to the Shaychits and the Wachs, we say mazel tov from all of us here at JMNAM. Nechama and Binyamin are a recently engaged couple. And Aunt Devora made sure to call in that mazel tov. So you can thank her for the uh, spreading of the news, the really good news here at JM in the AM. Sandy Shmueli, the rumor is that his album hits the stores now, today, tomorrow. His album is hitting the stores. The album is called Anishar. Sandy Shmueli is brand new at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M., brand new Milach Cohen off of the Yedder Ainer uh, CD. Sandy Shmueli with Misha Asa. Congratulations to Sandy. That hits the stores literally in the, if it's not there today, in the next 24 hours, the album will be hitting your stores. We say Mazal Tov to Sandy from all of us here at J.M. and the A.M. Ready to wrap things up for a Wednesday. Don't forget, Bite Size with Yoni Pollock is next on the Nahum Siegel Network. He's got a great motivational video that he'll be playing the audio from. Uh, pre-Rosh Hashanah. And the Wednesday live lunch with Avrami, 11 until 1 Eastern time. That's right. It's going to be live, and you can certainly comment on the app and uh, whatever you want to ask in terms of um, in terms of uh, requests, etc. Avrami will be more than happy to take care of So make sure to take care of that with the NSN app for Android and iPhone. Let's see if we've had any app comments in the last uh, couple of minutes that we should read on the air. Looks like we're good on that, and I thank everybody for tuning in and participating by commenting on the app. It is much appreciated. JM in the AM Wednesday, closing things out with Derek Achim at the Nahum Siegel Network.
Derek Achim wrapping things up. I am uh, honored to announce that tomorrow, our Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM, which, by the way, will air on the yard site of those who perished on 9-11, the 23rd of Elul, is uh, being dedicated by Robert Fenichel in memory of uh, parents Sal and Mildred uh, from down in... Um, in Silver Spring, Maryland, that'll be uh, tomorrow's dedication for JM&AM, and it's much appreciated. And may their uh, memory certainly be a blessing for your family and all of Israel. Achenu Yisrael and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a great Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. I want to thank Dina Fiedler, Fiedler from Leckett, Israel. Big thank you to Alan Fagan, Executive Vice President of the OU. OU spearheading the amazing recovery effort financially down in uh, Houston. And, of course, he gave us an update regarding uh, Atlanta's extreme generosity, tremendous chesed, and, of course, the uh, situation down in Florida. And my thanks to Nicole Maliotakis running for mayor of New York City. We spoke with her earlier as well. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yoni Pollock is next with Bite Size, brand new edition. Avrami is live starting at 11 a.m. with our live lunch Wednesday. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.